certainly have fears that there is a serial killer at loose in Perth. Sarah Spears, Jane Rimmer, Kira Glennon. And every time you saw a young girl walking by, you think, oh God, is she going to be the next victim? Now, one man stands accused. If police are right and Edwards is the Claremont serial killer, he's been hiding in plain sight for 20 years. According to the state's expert, police garments are not the source of fibres found on Jane Rimmer or Kira Glennon. It's day 78 of Claremont in Conversation. Good to be with you. Natalie Bonjolo, Tim Clark and Emily Moulton joining you today. So day eight in the stand for Reese Powell. And Tim, today was very interesting, not because of the fibres that matched, but because of those that didn't. Yeah, that's right, Nat. We we, we touched on uh, this a little bit or in a bit of a preview as well. As- to what we thought might come after the critical fibres and thankfully we now are after the critical fibres because we did finish them today um, and this was um, testing that path um, sorry the chem centre did um, in terms of eliminating potential sources rather than all the testing they did to try and find them and they included many many items of a personal nature from both Kira and Jane and their lives um, and it also included um, other possible sources um, that could conceivably have come into contact with both Jane and Kira and those personal items and um, the, the crime scenes themselves. And so we got the full list of those today um, and some of them you would think of and maybe some of them you wouldn't have thought of immediately but they were on there as well. So what were some of the things on the list in terms of um, the police uniforms, Em? Um, well, it was things like their sort of the, the overalls that they wore at crime scenes. Like I think we heard there was like dark, dark um, overalls as well as light blue overalls. Um, the other thing I thought was strange was the epaulets, which they're, they're like I guess are the little things that they sit on the shoulder, I guess to show whatever rank you are. Um, and then things like a baseball cap and um, some like badges as well which were attached to fabric which I thought was a strange thing as well to sort of include and then there's the standard things um like what they wore is like in terms of uniform like a jumper and like booties like you would sort of hear at the crime scene but yeah those other things from the police I thought they were quite yeah just they tested it sounded like they just tested absolutely anything that was blue Mm. um and 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 obviously to compare to the the blue fibers that were found both on all three victims and the the items that they tested are they um, old items from back in the nineties, or are they were are they from current uniform supplies? A bit of both, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Some are, like some they gave us dates, and some they didn't. So um, sometimes they'll say, um, like in terms of some overalls, like they'll give a date from from two thousand and ten until recently. So the type of uni- uh, the type of overalls that the police still currently use. Um, probably the forensic um, overalls or coveralls that they use when they go to crime scenes as well, like um, and the um, the booties, the forensic booties. I assume that now that they now wear. Um, I think only at the time. I think it was just a, when we heard in evidence from the various um, forensic officers, they said that booties were just being used or starting to be used. I think in '97. I think only a few of them actually used them, but they were some of the things um, that they that they referred to. Yeah. I wonder, um, Tim, if people may think that that sort of diminishes the significance of this? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question, but uh, it's obviously the question that they 
had to ask themselves, as we as we touched on before, because the prosecution probably knew um, a little bit of what was coming. We say the fibers come from this source. And presumably, the other side are going to suggest they come from the other source. So we'll try and think of all the potential sources we can before they get there. And they were. I mean, as Em said, there were dozens and dozens. Sort of anything, anything blue, anything fibre that could have possibly shed. And, and even Mr. Powell said, admitted himself today. The badges, for instance, he said, "Oh look, we were almost certain they weren't going to be." But a, it was handy to have them in the in the database to start with um, and B we just wanted to cover off that that track and then um, uh, and then all the forensic gear as well and then all the um, state mortuary gear as well that was mm. all tested including all the different towels and uh, so I mean you can see how they've managed to get it to the amount of fibers they have yeah. um, ten and a half thousand I think was the estimate can t- like directly um and pointing to macro or the macro investigation um because they have can literally gone over everything they possibly could think of that might have come into contact with jane and kira um and then you've got all the stuff that they found on jane and kira which today we learned was nearly three and a half thousand fibers itself and then all the different cars and we got that list today as well mm. which was upwards of uh, upwards of s70 i think M, um, models dating back from 89 right through yeah, 124, wow. I think it was, 124 yeah, cars. 124 then, different cars and then all the different swatches, uh, all the different fibre samples from inside all of those cars as well. So, yeah, staggering amount of work has been done by, by Cam said. You've got to say that, just a staggering yeah. amount of work, um, and uh, which um, correlates with the staggering amount of time that Mr Powell's been talking about <laughs> it, um, eight days and counting. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's how you can get to these 20,000 Fibres, like you've said. Now, the other thing that Mr. Powell ticked off on this list was carpet fibres from the Continental Hotel. Did any of those match the critical fibres? No, no. They, they basically tested, I think it was the second floor carpet from the, the Continental Hotel because obviously all three, um, well, four victims really, if you include the Karakata rape victim, were all um, meant to be at the, at the Continental Um but um, one of the things I think from people that were with Kira on the night she disappeared was that her jacket was left on the floor. I don't know if people remember that, but I guess that would be one of the reasons as well why they wanted to test that area, but also because they were there. But I, don't, I can't recall if her jacket was actually found, but then she might have put it back on because I think there was different witnesses who said they saw her with a jacket around her waist or a jacket on when they saw her sort of walking up and down Stelling Highway. So... Um, yeah, so they've obviously um, tested the Continental Hotel carpet as well as um, the homes of, of both um, the Glennons and, and Jane's um, apartment in, um, on Cambridge Street. Yeah, and you heard also today about uh, the items that were taken from Kira and Jane's homes and also their workplaces, and these were also tested for fibres. Yeah, they were, Nat, and they were some very, very personal items, um, Hairbrushes um, was, were first and foremost. Um, we had um, scrunchies and hair ties, um, clothes, obviously, um, carpets um, of Kira's office, for instance, the chair in her office, her diary, which had a fabric cover on it, and even a toy rabbit that was um, that was uh, evident um, at the home, and obviously being of of a having 
be made of fiber um they had to they had to test it um just just to make sure now i mean these are twofold obviously they were looking for um dna particularly in the hairbrushes because from memory they used some of the hair samples to actually get exemplar exemplar dna of, of jane and kira but also they were looking for these fibers and uh, as 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 you asked and as M answered, none of these critical fibers or none of the none of fibers like these critical fibers were found on any of these items. Mm. And so, what the prosecution will say, obviously, is well, these are all items that were in the possession of both Jane and Kira before they were murdered. And there's no Telstra Navy fibers there. There's no grey polyester fibers from the Holden Commodore there, and there's no. Um, Telstra fibers from the uh, from the boot um, carpet or from the cabin carpet um, on any of these items that were um, left behind on the nights that both girls died. And but yet, when their bodies are found, fifty five days for Jane and nineteen days later for Kira, these fibers fibers are there. So, I mean that that's that, that's the critical point of yes. all that evidence is that mm. um, well, they weren't there pre murder and they were there post-murder. And you're talking, of course, about all 98 critical fibres. Mm. So really what you're saying is none of them match to anything uh, in their day-to-day lives prior to their murders or, uh, you know, from police worker uniforms or anything like that. Yeah, that's right. And and from all those different sources. So we're talking the pub, the cars, the houses, the apartments, um, the offices. um, I mean, you know, down to... Um, Una Glennon's sewing kit was tested um, and the materials that she used to use to make toys, um, everything that they could conceivably um, think that, you know, that might have shed a fibre. Um, and and it, it even got down to the detail of the zipper on the body bag that was used to transport Kira from Eglinton to the, the, the state mortuary even the fibres that were inside that zipper were tested to make sure that they could not have come from anywhere else. And so that's the level of detail and that's the level of thought. Um, And that's why, as as we've said so many times, it's taken so long, but it is so important because now the prosecution can definitely say those fibres, the the grey, the blue-grey, the the blue, the light grey and the dark (laughs) grey, Um, and the, the non-delasted rayon, that's Emily's personal favourite, I think. <laughs> um, I love having those, that out all the time. <laughs> none of those were present on anything that the police searched um, that belonged to the women before the nights they were killed. Wow, I mean, my goodness, the thoroughness is really absolutely staggering um, and it is so very scientific. It was interesting today, you heard about this idea of sheddability and mm. how long fibres can remain, maybe on a body, for instance, in the elements. What did Mr Powell have to say about that? He basically said that like, when they were talking about sheddability, um, like they, had, they carried out their own tests on it. So um, one of the, I think when we heard a lot of evidence from the, the fabric experts a couple of weeks ago, he's quite in quite a lot of detail about how garments can, you know, if rubbed up against each other, can transfer fibres, uh, or if pressure's put on a on a garment, it can transfer fibres, depending on what that that fabric is made from. So we're saying that they carried the Chem Centre carried out a test on um, on 
the grey seat insert from the, the Holden VS Commodore that was driven by Mr Edwards when he worked for Telstra, um, as well as the Telstra pants. So um, that, that test that they carried out, they basically used a white lab coat and sort of what he said was a medium hand pressure sort of went over, I like did one pass over the, um, the car fabric. And so that they, they, what they found from that was that 430 grey polyester fibres um, were recovered from the various tape lifts of, from the coat. So um, the grey polyester fibres, um, 20 of them were found in Jane Rimmer's hair. And so then the other part to that was when he was talking about how long um, fibres can remain on a body or in hair, he just said, like, obviously, you know, if left if a body is in the elements, exposed to the elements, you know, obviously the retention of fibres becomes less. But he said it was possible for a significant number of fibres to be retained. And he sort of cited a number of forensic scientific papers on this. I think in one um, study or paper, he said there was something like um, 20, I think 29 days or something from mm. one, I don't know, Tim, if you quite remember, from one case yeah, where... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there was one case cited in a, in a, in a research journal that... that showed that in one in one particular homicide victim um a fiber was able to endure in her hair or in their hair i should say for 29 days um post-mortem um which is uh, longer than would be in kira's case but a lot shorter than it would be in, in jane's case yeah. um and there are various other cases and i, 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 and I pointed to one last week that Ray, Dr. Ray Palmer, who's um, our next witness or next expert fibre witness, um, this the, the case, this Suffolk Strangler case in the UK, again, where fibres endured on these victims for a long time in the elements um, uh, and w were found to, to match um, the eventual um, convicted killer. So, um, and I pretty much certain that um that the operation macro will now be cited in uh, in various uh, forensic <laughs> journals for, for years to come um given the amount of detail and the, and the amount of work that's that's gone into it um this this I, i'm pretty sure in the world of um criminal fiber evidence this is going to become a, a very very um, researched case i think you might be right and mr powell he did actually finish up with those remaining Four critical fibres, uh, the last four that we hadn't talked about. So just tell us about those last four. These are from the car vacuumings? Yes. And um, uh, again, the, the, we've talked about <laughs> these fibres as if they're really easy to spot. And, you know, we saw a picture today of the Petri dish um, that, uh, that just some of these vacuums was placed in. Now, if you can imagine, uh, if you hadn't cleaned your car, from 1997 to 2016, um, I reckon this, that's what the, the bottom of your car might look like. And that is what <laughs> Rhys Powell and his colleague had to go through fibre by fibre, um, item by item. There, were, you know, there, was, there was stuff as big as a paper clip, um, but then these, just these four tiny fibres were uh, almost invisible to the naked eye. But um, however they did it, they, they found them. Um, so they vacuumed the bottom of the car basically um, from top to um, from back to front, um, back seat first, and then in the front. And then the filters that were in the in the um, in these vacuums, special vacuums which include filter paper, were then taken out. They were sealed, taken to the chem center lab, um, reopened. The debris spilled out into the um, into these petri dishes, split up, and then looked at. And it took days and days. 
and days again to go through it. And what they found after all that work with four fibres, all blue polyester, all said to come from um, either the Telstra pants or the Telstra shorts, and all eventually um, compared to the other critical fibres of, of a blue hue um, uh, over the case. Um, some were said to be similar and some were said to be correspond, which was uh, you know as close as a, as a perfect match as you can get. Um, and so yeah, so we finished there. Um, it was there was a bit of a sigh of relief. I, I bumped into Miss Barbara Gallo at the break, and she was expecting a, a standing ovation when she got to the end of the ninety eight. She, she didn't get. She was, crickets was uh, was a quote to me that she, that she thought, but. Um, but I think everyone was very silently um, pleased to have reached yep. that, that that little milestone. But as I've said, Mr. Powell is uh, is still going and will still be going tomorrow. Yes, and, and beyond. possibly Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> possibly Tuesday. But he is nearly there. Uh, we yep. have a quick question before we go from Andrew regarding the Chem Centre's attempts to obtain adventitious samples of historical police coveralls from the Police Museum to rule out contamination fibre sources in the Claremont case. Does the Chem Centre now proactively seek adventitious samples to add to their fibre database from the police service any time that the manufacturer or design of police issue garb is changed? Do they seek to partner with large manufacturers of fabric to obtain samples at time of production? Well, that might be a question for Brendan. But... Yeah, well, it might be, but I mean, I mean, we touched on it, and on this, on this, this um, mega, super mega spreadsheet that we've been, we've all been studying for the past two weeks, we got there today, um, and we saw, as we've just discussed, the amount of items and details from of police uniforms that they've tested in 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 this macro case, but. The, the 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 point being, once they're on the database, they're on the database and clearly marked, clearly sourced. And so when it comes to any other case in the future, um, when they run um, those comparison MSPs, those fibres will be in there to compare to. So um, it's not like they they will just discard these fibres. They're on the slides and they're on the, on the database forever. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of manufacturers, well, we've heard, haven't we, um, um, about how they've sourced. They went to Holden, for instance, um, to yeah. specifically ask for um, the, um, the, the, the trims and swatches and things of the cars that they were searching for. Um, and we've heard from Holden um, uh, uh, employees um, a couple of weeks ago to say they were, they were quite happy to supply them. Um, so there is a, a level of cooperation, certainly with car manufacturers. And so I, I, I'm pretty sure if, if, um, if, if someone of Mr. Powell's expertise came knocking on your door and say, um, we're investigating a murder, would you mind helping us with yeah. your uh, yeah. swatches? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone would, uh, would be happy to cooperate. That's right. I, mean, I think it's yeah with that database as well. Like um, it was like three thousand six hundred fibers relating to Operation Ambrose, the the investigation to Gerard Ross's murder. So I think I think it, earlier in the trial, at some point, that they said when they like t- the compiling this database, they 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 sampled a lot of random things as well because at that at that point in time they had no source material to compare things to, so they were just trying to think of anything they could. So I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know what their process is, but I'm assuming that they would, they would go to the manufacturers of, of different sorts of fiber, uh, fabrics, not just police, but any any sort of manufacturers, I guess, um, that supplies, I guess, chairs for uh, government buildings or schools or mm-hmm. things like that as well, um, just just so that they've got samples to, to compare yeah. things to. 
That's right. And I guess um, it can um, only be a good thing, right, if they're, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that database grows over the years. Yeah, my understanding as well is um, uh, that in, in some cases they even ask uh, other staff members and family of staff members if they're looking for a certain colour of fibre, for instance, a red or a, or a pink, that they will just basically ask anyone they know, uh, any any clothing of a red or pink hue, can you, um, would you mind bringing it in so we could get a sample of it? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it does get to that broader um, spectrum because, you know, any fibre is better than no fibre in the database. And uh, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Powell, if see Mr. Powell with a pair of tweezers uh, having a go at the court <laughs> carpet but after, he, uh, after he's finished his evidence tomorrow, just to, um, just to, take, a, uh, just to take a memento of his, uh, of his momentous effort. Yeah, incredible focus and dedication um, from Mr. Powell, I think. Well, as Tim already uh, correctly calculated, you suggested at the start of the week, Tim, that Mr. Powell would finish giving his evidence on Friday, and it looks like that is exactly what will happen. Well, uh, evidence in chief, at least. Yeah. He's still got his cross-examination to go. Yeah. But, um, yes, Ms. Barb Gallo will get to sit down tomorrow for the first time in two weeks, I'm sure. Um, her, uh, her, her feet and... Uh, uh, and calves will f- forgive her as well, but um, yeah. So we'll get uh, we'll get through Mr. Evers, uh, Mr. Powell's evidence chief tomorrow. Cross examination will start. Mr. Jovic indicated today that will probably go um, for more than a few hours. So um, the, it's it's the likelihood is we will see Mr. Powell for one more time um, on Tuesday after the long weekend, um, and and then we think now that Mr. Palmer, Ray Palmer, Dr. Ray Palmer won't start giving his evidence until Wednesday. So that's going to mean me and M and our colleagues <laughs> having a late night uh, on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. So I look forward to that. It's a it's a big week next week. Um, <laughs> well, we, we'll be back for all of that and we will be back tomorrow. Thank you both for your hard work, Tim and M. Thank you so much for your dedication with The Daily Blog, uh, keeping everyone across those minute details day in, day out. You also have the focus um, and dedication of, of Reese Powell <laughs> on your side as well. <laughs> Thanks for your company. I hope to have you back tomorrow for day 79 of Claremont in Conversation. This podcast is hosted by Natalie Bongiolo, produced by Kate Ryan and recorded in the studios of Seven West Media. Sign up for daily emails and all the latest on the Claremont trial at thewest.com.au. And if local news delivered differently appeals to you, tune in to WA's newest morning show, The West Live with Jenna Clark. It's talkback radio, but without the interruptions. Listen live weekdays from 8.45am on thewest.com.au or catch up with the podcast.